Faster Chat, Andy Pondillo, Jared Webb, back at you for another off-season edition of the program as we get ready for spring training baseball. But with the Astros, since Jeff Luno's taken over, I feel like there's been a lot of weird things that have happened. Maybe they moved to the American League. They lose a lot of games. Brady Aiken turns into Alex Bregman. A lot of weird trades that sometimes blew up in the Astros' face. One playoff appearance uh, last year. Basically, the whole team gets hit by a train. And then now the newest occurrence, one of the weirdest things we've ever seen. The Astros awarded the Cardinals' first two draft picks of 2017. You've heard the story already, the Cardinals hacking. Uh, We're not going to have to go through all that, but we want to give you some reaction on what we think. And I don't know about you, Chad. When I first saw this thing pop up, um, you know, I'm expecting a ruling. I'm expecting the Cardinals probably to forfeit draft picks. Did not expect the Astros were going to get those picks, and I about flipped out of my chair when I read that on the phone. Yeah, this is a... there's a there's a discussion going on right now uh, through Astros Twitter where is it too light? Some people feel it was too light no. that they kind of got off. Well, they and there's there's an argument to be made because would the Astros have gotten their first pick if the Cardinals had not signed Dexter Fowler? But obviously they did, so it's kind of a moot point. So really, the 56th and the 75th, or 50, yeah, 56th and 75th pick in this draft, which is considered to be relatively strong. Um, it really does look like a good cap class with, I mean, a lot of hitting catchers, which everybody always loves. So whether it was light or whether it was heavy, it's still really good for the Astros. And Andy, one of the beautiful things about it is that 75th pick, it's tradable. Yes, and, I, and that's... You know, what I thought as well, you know, whether these are picks that you trade in the future, uh, you trade the 75th pick now, or you're trading other players because you know you're going to get a lot of plethora of picks now. Right. Uh, it really plays yep. into the Astros' favor. And, you know, it's kind of essentially, you could think about it, it's almost like that 75th pick never happened when you put it into a, a bargain. What it turns into is getting an impact player for the team right now. I mean, we could talk about this for days, Jared. We know what the prospect fanboys will tell us. We know we want to keep some prospects because it's illogical to think the Astros will will sign all these studs they have right now. But, man, they, when you have trading power like this, uh, this is really an ideal opportunity now uh, to really re-engage some of those opportunities that they were talking about, uh, whether it's a Quintana or you know any other guy that might be on the market that we just don't Chris know Archer. about. Well, nope, Chris Archer. Chris Archer. Chris Archer is available yep. to you, but He's, is he uh, available to anyone I'm a, else? I, I'm available to Chris Archer. Um, and a best friend's, you know, just really, a really subtle, like, best friend's. Like, we just don't know what we got, but we, we love it. But no, uh, yeah, this this really does. Again, you, we've already seen reports popping up that uh, Jose Quintana is kind of like back on the table and like those talks have resumed. And no matter what, the Astros in the first three rounds are, no matter what happens, they're going to have four picks. Uh, so right now the two picks are worth $1.8 million. And look, the Chicago White Sox are all about that rebuild. So... Maybe because uh, we heard the price was something like uh, Francis Martez, Kyle Tucker, and I believe Joe Musgrove. So now maybe that Joe Musgrove uh, part becomes the 75th pick. Uh, because look, the White Sox are still rebuilding. 
that would give him Martez for the now to go with Lucas Giolito, Michael Kopish, and just tons of others. Carson Fulmer, obviously Carlos Rodon is there. Um, Chris Sale is no longer there. Uh, and I don't think Jose, Jose Quintana will be there very soon. So, like, I, this reopens talks and gives the White Sox something new to consider. Uh, so I'm not going to say a deal's getting done, but, oh, boy, I feel like we're now on the front runner for who can make the best offer. And even if that deal doesn't get done, all of a sudden I feel like the Astros can be a lot more aggressive in the mi- middle of the season. We talked about uh, a good possibility that they don't get a deal done for a starting pitcher, and they wait till. Uh, June or July to make that opportunity and I feel like Luno Luno he works as some sort of mob boss and he doesn't show a lot of emotion he does his thing he doesn't really look back on his decisions but you know something tells me in in my brain that he has to be gun shy a little bit based on everything that's happened and for something like this to fall in his lap to give him extra pieces uh, it really couldn't play out any better right now for him to try and get that deal done, even if it is in the middle of the season. Because you know no matter what he does at this point, uh, there's going to be a lot of fans out there. There's going to be analysts out there that are probably going to say he can't do trades. He can make a trade that looks brilliant, Jared, and people are going to question it uh, if he gives up those top-flight prospects, which he's going to inevitably have to do if they're going to make a move at trying to get a pitcher in the starting rotation. I think we all watch him a little more closely after the Carlos Gomez trade. Um, but bad trades happen. It, it, it is what it is. It's it's whatever. Um, and I've always, per- it's just a personal rule. Always trade pitchers before you trade hitters. Uh, I understand why, why they're very reluctant to trade Kyle Tucker because there are a lot of people that believe Kyle Tucker is a lot closer than his uh, minor league classification symbol signalized or signals so i get why they're reluctant um but man that jose quintana contracts and basically a dallas keichel you know when dallas keichel's on another dallas keichel caliber pitcher who absolutely fits the park and is super cheap forever in a time where that's important you know having those good contracts you know i really think that's if there's any kicker for me when I look at Quintana and what he could provide the Astros, getting another guy that can throw those types of innings and not just innings, but quality innings, uh, something that, again, I think I talked about this on the last podcast. It was absolutely amazing to me uh, that the Astros, as frustrating as last year was, that they could win 84 games with the lack of innings they're getting out of their starting rotation. And the fact that that, that bullpen where there wasn't a solidified closer. Ken Giles struggled mightily. You looked at guys in the bullpen. Will Harris looked worn out again last year with all the innings he was putting on that they were able to tread water, but it's just not a recipe for success. Uh, and, and John Smoltz is a guy that, you know, he talked about this a lot in the playoffs, and I really enjoyed listening to him. And he said it's cool, fine, and dandy when your bullpen's able to, you know, get your team over to hump. But over the long haul, over the years, it's really just putting Band-Aid on Band-Aid on Band-Aid. Uh, in this era of baseball, I still believe starting pitchers who get you quality innings will make life a lot easier for everybody around them. And the Cubs definitely showed that in 2016. Yeah, look, man, at this point, I, I don't. I, I would be okay if they went into the season without making a trade. 
I've said it. I think I've said it the past three episodes. I like getting a guy beforehand. Uh, he gets to come in figure out his living situation. He gets to get a little bit more comfortable with the staff, with the, or, you know, the organization and they get to, you know, they learn the battle plan early on as opposed to having to learn it late in the season. Um, and the White Sox want to move Quintana, and I, uh, Sonny Gray's available. Jake Otterizzi's available. Uh, Archer is sounds a little less available, but you know, I bet you they could be convinced. So there are obviously there are options out there. Now, see, Quintana's a safe pick. Archer's probably the best overall pick. But Jared, the pick that makes me salivate at the mouth to the point I'm drooling all over my shirt is Sonny Gray. That kid, man, he ever figures it out. What we saw when he first came up to the big leagues, I remember watching him in the playoffs, The basically the number one pitcher on the athletics as a, a first-year, second-year guy. That, that stuff, to me, was as good as I've seen in Major League Baseball. Yeah, and that's – but you have to wonder. Do you, do you ever wonder with him, like, maybe he's hitting his Tim Lincecum part um, – and you can't you can't discount it because he is a smaller guy. Uh, but man, yeah, if you could get if you could get prime Sonny Gray, and it's almost you kind of wonder if that's worth the the risk, you know that. And and it might be a little bit more of a bargain. Maybe maybe that's how you keep Kyle Tucker, um, or maybe that's how you keep Fr- uh, Francis Martes or whatever. But like, it is worth considering. And you mentioned the Tim Lincecum. I don't know if I've ever seen a pitcher fall off the rocker as much as that guy. Oof. Oh, but when he was on, though, that he was explosive. No, I mean, that yeah, windup, every kid was doing the drop and drive, like that super hyperactive drop and drive. It was, his his windup is iconic. Well, you remember the crazy thing. The first World Series of Giants won. He was the guy. Matt Cain was the other guy. And then Madison Bumgarner was the third guy. You get to the second World Series they won. Uh, Tim Lincecum had already pretty much fallen off the rocker. Matt Cain now was the guy. Matt Cain basically died after the second World Series, and now Madison Bumgarner is the guy. How how lucky, I guess it's not luck because they developed these guys, but still, how lucky can one organization be to basically lose two aces and then have a third one right, right you know, just waiting in the wings? Yeah, man, they're one of the more interesting organizations because they have they very much have their own way of doing things. I constantly read about when I get start really getting into draft prep, how weird the Giants are and how they just kind of like who they like. And they've had so much success that it's kind of like, well, you don't we don't really you can't question them too much. You can you can raise your eyebrow, but don't raise it too high because they seem to just make it work. So. Uh, yeah, it, right now their their identity is Madison Mumgardner. Um, so it's it's kind of working, you know? Yeah, I mean, and then they had a panda at third base that everybody hates, but he did good over there. So, you know, he's losing works. he's losing weight in Boston now. He he's 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 almost he's almost felt, you know, <laughs> he's almost there. He's getting there. Good we'll job, big guy. Um, I personally like my players more Bartolo Colon. <laughs> Well, he's gotten thin too. He started no, doing CrossFit. No, don't you? No, he didn't. Yeah, but he his did. look it up, Google it. He no, started doing I don't CrossFit. Wanna, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna because I'm not gonna. That's like that's like ruining Santa Claus. That'd be like <laughs> telling me Marwin Gonzalez shouldn't get full time at bats at first base. No, and bat third. 
Ooh, uh, yeah, I would I would say third, you yeah, know, maybe six, six or seven. Well, we're talking about crazy teams, and, you know, I kind of brought it up here on the introduction, but, you know, I was thinking about it earlier when the Astros got these two picks, and just go back to when the sale of this team happened, how bottom-barreled out the Astros were. We moved to the American League. Got to learn everything all over again in terms of a new league. People can't watch the team on TV. They run out a bunch of guys. No one even knows who they are. Uh, Bonnie get, Cedeno. Uh, oh. Rick, Rick Ankiel. Oh, man. I mean, man, you, was... you just go through these, like, last, let's say, like, six, seven years of Astros baseball. Is there a team, an organization, where more just weird stuff has happened? Uh, Brady Aiken. Uh, it, it turns into Alex Bregman. You know, just just bizarre. Wow. Like, Singleton's, Singleton's contract, the first of its, you know, yeah, its kind. Yeah, and it was just it's and that's went a really weird way and it's it worked out you know really well for him. I, I do hope he hits and it looks like he might get one more chance at first base uh, coming into spring training because they want a potentially left-handed option. So come on, Jonathan, just just do it for old times' sake. Do it for what we used to have. Just do it. So just do it. People that hate on me on Twitter that say that he'll oh, figure God. it out one day, like like people think Jared. People think I am the Sith Lord because I still believe that John Singleton will figure out how to hit at the major league level at some point in his career. I, I don't know if he will. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe he turns into that Brett Wallace type of guy. Maybe. But uh, I would like love 25. to see him. You know, he was he was gigantic last year too, mm-hmm. and you know, just he just wants to smoke weed. That's yeah. all he wanted. That is all he wanted. You <laughs> just gotta that's, wonder. That's what he does. Yeah, you just got to wonder what would have happened if that whole thing, you know, if he makes his normal trajectory and there's no weirdness, you know, you just wonder. I just, we could have had something special. You know, we could have had something special. I I personally, I miss you. I miss you. I think first base is cursed. I think you and Gurriel is going to bat like 205 this year, and then we're going to be bringing up A.J. Reed to replace him. Now, what what would we call that? Would that be the curse of Bagwell or like Berkman or the curse of Berkman? Or, or we could go where it started, the curse of Brett Wallace. Oh, no, 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 no. We call it the killer bee curse. Yeah, you can only put a like, bee there. Because, like, once the bees left, well, we had, you know, Brett Wallace. But, like, once the bees left, you know, that, that place. Uh, Carlos Lee, he didn't earn his money, but he wasn't bad. He was a like, horse. Yeah, he just, he just, he always hit. He just stopped hitting for power. Yeah. And, I love and- that. I love that fat man. Man, you know, you go look at his numbers. People wanted just to hate on him towards the end. It wasn't—I think it was just—it didn't seem like he gave a damn, and I, I could see that. But then I kind of thought about it after it was over. When you're losing a hundred games a year and you're thirty-seven or thirty-six, whatever he was, I don't know if I would give that much either, to be honest. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, I just—I don't want to. Do. Yeah. <laughs> What is Carlos Lee doing now? I need like a rancher. Yeah, that's what he. Sorry, does. that's super. That's like a random back no, to. I'm, that's I'm what stuck he does on in him. Panama. Yeah, and he he okay. usually brings his livestock to the rodeo, so he'll. Be, I thought he was like. I thought he had a ranch. He has a ranch in Texas, and like that was kind of a big deal for him with the Astros. And uh, oh, remember the trade? Remember the trade? The Matt Dominguez. Oh God, the Matt Dominguez. Huh. Well, that's a name you haven't heard of in a while. Man, he's a. Uh, I think. Brewers, is he with Boston? He? Oh, is it the Brewers? I don't know. It's changed so many times. Let's God, see. We're, 
we're really we're really reminiscing. This is uh, this is what we this do is, in the off season. Yeah, this is all you got. Well, he took he had played five games with the Blue Jays last year at the major league level. Yeah. So oh god, I remember the he hit a there was like a we were facing Chapman and he hit a ball that was above his shoulders about the about where his chin should have been if he had a chin. Um, and he just blasted this ball to left field to win the game, game winner against Aroldis Chapman, you know, 100 miles an hour, and he just blasted it. And I remember Luno tweeting out, you know, everybody was tweeting out Matty D, because that was the thing, you know, yeah. Matty D was, that was his whole thing. And we were all, well, I don't say we were all, a lot of people weren't fooled, but I was fooled. <laughs> I you, thought, you I thought he was upcoming, bastard. you know, 2013, there wasn't a lot to really cheer for, but you know, he hit 21 home runs. He's a young guy, age 23. Uh, you saw a lot of power there. He didn't get on base, but played, you know, really well defensively. And you just look at him, you know, it looks like there might be something there. Nope. And then Gee. it's one of those mirage years. There's two players that had mirage years. He was one of them because that was basically his whole career. And then the other guy was Jeremy Robertson for the Astros. Uh, he won all those games. I think he won 16, 17 games his rookie year because he got good run support and then basically fell off the face of the earth after his rookie year. Uh, I don't think remember, he played again in the big leagues. Well, you're also you're also forgetting uh, the the Marisnik mirage where Jake Marisnik basically got hot as the sun for a, a very short amount of time. And we, boy, I, I don't remember. Anno- I don't think I anointed him. Uh, if if you're listening, you can check my. If you really want to check for that, I don't know, but I don't think I anointed him. But a lot of people were very convinced, uh, and I was excited because that's a guy who you look at him and you think like he's so handsome, just hit. Well, I was thinking the handsome, but he's yeah. just so you know he's yeah. You want it to you want it to work. I just wanted and, him to do baseball with the bat. I mean, he yeah, does, he, be everything great. he does baseball at everything else at an extreme level. I extreme when he. Jared, when he slides in the home plate, it's beautiful. Oh yeah, he. I mean, he goes and like I like having him. I like having the flexibility to have him on the roster, uh, even if you know a Jake day is only six innings, and then you you know sub in a bat. Hey, that, okay, six See, innings. I can, Jake. I can live with Jake Day this year because yeah, the, the lineup do it so like deep. bigger parts. Yeah, I last year Jake Day was starting to frustrate me to be honest, but. This year yeah. I could live with Jake Day. Yeah, because I mean, like you've got uh, Nori Aoki as a potential left-handed pinch hitter or something like that. You know, depending on how it works. Yeah, what what is his role? <laughs> Aoki. I don't really know what his role is on the team. I, I think Aoki is base. essentially. Yeah, he gets on base, and that's the flexible. Because here's the thing: uh, Carlos Beltran's forty years old. You know, he's. He's at the at the very end of his career, so yeah, he's probably going to need a lot of DH at bats. And I wonder if he could. What if Beltran could play first base? You That's know? what I've been wondering. In <laughs> I've never, it, I've never thought about that. It. It, I mean, he'd probably do it, but uh, really, that would be. What if he did that successfully? What if Beltran all of a sudden they're just like, you know what? Hey, do you want to try first base? And he just naturally picks it up and. Should, should uh, I, I wouldn't be opposed that all these guys that need DH at bats or need their legs rested, Gaddis, McCann, Beltron, Yuli, like man, 
I just don't. It's always kind of baffled me why these guys don't get reps at first base during spring training. Spring training is just a big joke anyway. Uh, for veterans, it doesn't mean that much to them. Why not get in some innings over there just just to see what what could it really hurt? Oh I, well, I, I think Gaddis actually he has a first baseman's mitt, and I mean it exists, I believe. Has he uh, ever put it on? I don't know. I mean, maybe it's still in the in the box, but I know I know they've thought about it and considered it, but they were AJ Reed. I mean, AJ Reed is absolutely still an option at first base. He is not done as a prospect. Um, he, he has some swing and miss. We all know that. Um, but he's not done. He he obviously his stock has fallen. Has, has uh, Twitter ever been more brokenhearted by a prospect than AJ Reed? Oh, probably a million times. That. Prospect and heartbreak go hand in hand. Yeah, especially in their rookie year. Oh, geez. And their first 17 at bats for, you know, some people. <laughs> you know. All right, let's wrap it up with this. We're going to keep this one kind of short today. You're A.J. Hinch. Jared, you, you've played Jeff Luna a lot. I want you to play A.J. Hinch today. you got all these new fancy toys in your lineup right now. You can platoon. You can do whatever you want. You're facing a right-handed pitcher on opening day. So that means you're going to run your lefties out there. What is your opening day lineup for the Astros right now? Okay, uh, so you said left-hander opening day. No, it's a right-handed pitcher, so okay, you can run all your lefties out. The one detail you gave me was the detail I forgot. Um, good job, me. Okay, so face center righty, I, I'm still going to lead off with Springer. I'm That's what I'm about. Sorry. And he's going to play center field. <laughs> Um, second is obviously going to be Altuve because I do subscribe to the whole your best hitter should hit two hole. Like, uh, like when Marwin batted second last year. Yeah. Hey, you better watch yourself, fella. (laughs) All right. You are, you are treading on some sacred ground with Mr. Marwin gonna steal your girl. Gonzalez. Okay, so a three-hole, I think here's where I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to let Beltran uh, bat three-hole. That's what I'm going to do. That's what kind of man I am. And then I'm going to let Mr. Correa clean it up for the day. I feel like that's a good thing. I Because I feel like you do want to give him left-right-left situation. Um, after that, I feel like, so it's a McCann day. It's a McCann day. I'm going to go, no, I'm going to go uh, Mr. J.J., or sorry, J.J. Reddick. I'm going to go Josh Reddick. Uh, J.J. Reddick, he can, I don't, know, I don't know. Is he even playing basketball now? I don't know. I don't watch I don't basketball know. much. I don't know. I just pretend. Um, so Josh Reddick is going to be my five hole for the day. Um, let's see. Yeah, I guess Gaddis would be DHing, right? Yeah, so you got Beltron. You in know the what? Field. No. You know what? No. Not today, sir. Not today. Today, opening day, 2017, D.H. Marwin Gonzalez. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And the crowd goes wild. Hey, you said we're facing a righty, and it's, I can trot out my lefties, right? It's a solo home run. Yeah, he's, go- he's gonna. He's gonna, but he's not gonna bat. Uh, he's not gonna hit my six hole. So six hole, I'll go with uh, Brian McCann. What happened to Bregman? Oh man! <laughs> you, you pushing him he, way down the line. He got he got hurt in uh sorry he got hurt in WBC. <laughs> he, so. he got hit hit in BP. 
he he's he's on a he's just taking a break. He's taking some some Bregman time. Oh, that's right. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll let him bat out. He'll he'll take six hole after Josh Reddick. See, that's how that's how deep this lineup is. You just start forgetting people. Um, let's see. So after that, we will have Mister Brian McCann and the seven hole. Holy man, this lineup is deep. It's nuts. This is, I mean, this is really deep. Um, so after Mr. Brian McCann at the seven hole, the eight hole would be who's left. Yuli. So Guria, Yuli's at, and see he's in. That's a righty. So I'll go ahead and say uh, at this point Marwin, and then nine hole Yuli to get on, you know, see if he gets on base for the top of the lineup. Your lineup got out of control there trying to put it together. Man, uh, that's just, it's so deep. Uh, and there's just so many, like, so many players that you're like, oh, wait, no, this guy goes here. No. Oh, crap. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, I did forget Bregman because he was hurt last year. I just, I got used to not him not being around. I'm going to blow your mind now, Jared. Okay, you ready for this lineup? You're you're leading off with Marvin. Uh, you've yeah, come exactly. over to the dark side. Thank All you. Right. All right, check this out. He's going to have a big spring training. He's the second coming. We all know it. I'm putting the two best pound-for-pound on-base hitters to start my lineup. Leading off at third base, Alex Bregman. Let's do it, Jared. Okay. Batting yeah. second, Jose Altuve. Batting the three-hole. I've gone back and forth on this because, you, you know, I don't know if Correa – can handle all the pressure or not, but I'm going to start him there. I want to see what he can do. He's going to bat in that three hole to start the year. And then we're going to go four. We're going to put Springer in the four hole. We're going to get him back ew, hitting the ew, middle. Ew. I know I'm doing all right handers and, and, and some people wouldn't like that, but I want to have a speed and a dynamic front four to where they can beat you in a number of different ways. And I know they're getting the most at bats fifth, Old Man River, Carlos Beltran, will bat sixth. We'll go ahead and mix in the right-hander with Gaddis. Seven hole. Oh, shoot. Yeah, that's not right. No, I take that back. We're gonna, McCann's going to play. He's going to go ahead and bat in the sixth hole. In the seven hole, we're going to have... Man, this is tough when you start thinking yeah. about it. Yeah, right at the <laughs> end. You're in your... Too many you're players. Yeah, exactly. Man, you're just sitting there wondering. You're like, did I name too many? Yeah. Did I just yeah. like? Did I run out of positions doing? Did that? I just? Did I just fill out the 25 All man right. roster? I screw it. This is gonna be a day where we just don't care about defense. So Gaddis is in the lineup too. Seventh is going yeah. to be <laughs> seventh is going to be Gaddis. Eighth is going to be Reddick, and then ninth we're going to run out uh, Yui Guriel, and we're going to have the all offense team to start the year, and, and then Ioki at some point will come in. I don't even. I don't even think you started a catcher. Like who knows? Like yeah, that, no. our lineups are. I'm not I even did. sure where everyone's playing. I think I picked 11 people. It's, there's it's a like, good. There's a good chance. It's like backyard baseball. There's a good chance. Again, this is the off season. Let's be honest. Our brains aren't whirling uh, no. in baseball mode yet, but it's close. The WBC is incoming, and I'm excited, Andy. I'm yeah. excited. I I just. I just knock on wood and hope nobody gets hurt. That's the only well, reason yeah, I watch. I mean, I'm, yeah. Hey, wh- tell me the day that you sat there and went, knock on wood, let's hope everybody gets hurt. No, that, no. No one's hoping anyone gets hurt, but it does. It, it happens. It's inevitable. 
And it happens. It just, you know, yeah, you hope it's not our guys, and you uh, you hope it's no one. I just want freaking Lance McCullers to be healthy. That's all I want, Jared. He, uh, uh, I want to see what happens when he's healthy. He's, I mean, he's doing the some Super Bowl coverage right now, and he's apparently he's killing it from I what ho- the reports are. I just hope he doesn't get hurt doing that. Doing the reporting at yes. the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is going to be pretty crazy. Uh, so. so just be safe. All right. Yeah, be be safe, Lance. That's safe. all. That's all we got. Jared Webb, Andy Pondillo, Astro Chat in the off season. We will be back soon to uh, talk about some spring training baseball. Some storylines will develop and. We'll be right on those. So hang with us, Astro Chat. Till next time, happy off-season baseball, everybody.